good moment, everybody. I tell you what, here we are on another episode of the Scott Wyatt Podcast. And we are on the second episode, I believe, of talking about this. I don't know how many we are into the actual podcast. I think we're up into the teens, maybe. This is 13, I think. Um, But we're talking about whenever I was a solo artist, before I started doing the country music thing, I went by my full legal birth given name. It's still my full legal birth given name, which is Scott Joseph Ferris, and that's P-H-A-R-E-S. I always got to spell it out because as we'll get on whenever we get into the Scott Wyatt phase of uh, what I'm doing now and everything and how we got the stage name going and what the reasons were. Uh, it's very hard to pronounce my last name. So if you see it written down, P-H-A-R-E-S, very confusing to many people. To me, it's not because I've heard it my whole life. So, uh, But yeah, so is what, what, what I commonly go back to and talk about the SJP days because it was a different style of music. It was a different time, and it was a great time. I tell you what, one of the best times of my career. And still one of the ones I get talked asked about today. If you hear me sipping on something, as you always do in these shows sometimes, I'm sipping on some Four Sigmatic Coffee. That's F-O-U-R, Sigmatic. So you guys can check you guys out some if you want some. It's a mushroom coffee, and it's the freaking bomb. They're not even sponsoring the show, but I'm just going to give them a shout-out because it's an amazing, amazing, amazing product. Love it. It comes in two different forms as well, you know, with the coffee grounds, or you can get the just the, the mix where you warm up your water. Tear open the packet, boom, put it in there, stir it up, and you are like lightning and ready to go. Okay. So at this point uh, of the story, I uh, began recording. I, I talked left off where I talked about where I recorded my first album by myself, uh, my grandparents' spare bed, spare bedroom. Easy for me to say. Woo, you guys, I'm not cutting out these stutters because this is too hilarious. Listening to myself back like this, it's, it's good stuff. Um. But yeah, I was recording in my grandparents' spare bedroom, and I continued to record every song that I could that I'd written that was halfway decent, I thought, at the time. And I began releasing, I mean, I released multiple albums. I can't even, there's so many of them, I don't even have copies of all of them. I've had, I've reached out to some people that have copies of them to try to get them to, like, put on their computer or mail me a copy or something, and uh, so that way I could... Uh, integrate it into this podcast let you guys hear some of the stuff that was that i was writing and playing and recording at the time with these things i'm talking about so but i'd begin recording uh ever i really i released i bet you over 12 albums and uh, at this time there wasn't an itunes or a spotify so any the only way to get my music out there was through myspace which you could upload four songs and put on your uh music profile page and you, people added you as friends, and you'd comment and message and post bulletins, which is like posting a status on Facebook these days, for those of you guys that never had MySpace. But like I said, there was no iTunes or Spotify, so you could only put it up on like MySpace, and um, the closest thing to like iTunes or Spotify at the time was DownloadPunk.net. There was also CD Baby, which is still out there today. I never used it, but it's a great service I know many people that do. But I used this uh, service called DownloadPunk.net. That was the website. At this time, not a lot, not a lot of things were mobile. The mobile era is still very, very current and uh, new. So DownloadPunk.net uh, actually uh, ended up sponsoring uh, two of my tours I did. 
uh, throughout like different states like Oklahoma, Indiana, Texas, of course, Illinois, Louisiana, Tennessee. And um, at these shows, I would sell, I had my CDs as well, but I'd also sell download cards that DownloadPunk.net sent me. They were download cards of each of my albums. And I think I had like, I don't know, maybe 500 of each, I think is what they sent me, which is pretty cool. It looked like a little credit card. And basically what you could do at the show, you could buy the download card for whichever album, or if you were amazing, you bought all of them and uh, went home and basically had a number on the back, a code of like six numbers or something like that, or a number and letter combination. You'd go home, go onto downloadpunk.net, click on redeem my code, type in my code, boom, then you could download all the MP3s of that album. So it's kind of a cool little thing. And some things I did, uh, I would go in after, like I'd record some stuff from my live shows and I'd go back in and add that at the end of an album of whatever tour I was on and try to where they could get some of the live show back i wasn't able to do that a whole lot i think i did that uh, four or five different times but i i wish i would have done it a lot more and uh, it's cool to do that kind of just to get to kind of go back and experience what uh, you just saw and basically uh, what uh, how i got hooked up with that sponsorship was through an album feature that i got uh, from a website that's still going today but it's changed its brand a little bit it used to be called absolutepunk.net and both of these have like punk in the thing, but like they did a lot more than just punk music and things like that as far as like promotional stuff. But I had an album feature on uh, absolutepunk.net and they did a little interview with me. It's now called course.fm, like C-H-O-R-U-S, like course of a song or a choir in school is known as the course class. But it's since changed the brand, but absolutepunk.net at the time was really the best news source for anything like for punk rock, indie rock, emo pop, or anything unsigned, really. And uh, that that interview and that feature just changed the game for me. It really opened up even more eyes to my MySpace page, which is what I was always constantly promoting. And it really exploded. I mean, I had like over 80,000 friends or followers on there. Well, they called them friends. You know, your MySpace friends. <laughs> but basically people that you were connected with online. And at that point, I was getting over 10,000 plays a day or more. And I, it was just absolutely mind-blowing. I could not believe it. I still don't to this day. I'm like, just insane and super grateful for, for that. I mean, it did a lot for me. I remember, like, all the messages and comments I would get, like, throughout the days and nights. And, like, I would literally stay up till 6 a.m. replying to each and every one of the comments and messages I had. And just, it was extremely important to me and way more important than sleep, obviously. And I wanted to make, cause I wanted to make sure like everyone that was investing like even three minutes to listen to one song of mine and shoot me a message, say, Hey, I thought this was cool. Or where are you playing next? Or just, just to reach out. And some people just reached out and had like, Hey, how are you? Or whatever. And then, or asked me a question about like what music I liked. I mean, we really connect. I connected on a deep level with a, a great amount of people I can't even think of how many people but it was had many uh, very uh, solid conversations very valuable conversations I would say throughout that time period tell you what with going into October here my uh, sinuses are going wild today well they have been since over the weekend but so if I sound like I'm tired I'm really not folks I am feeling fired up this morning as I record this I already ran three miles ready to rock and roll 
like I said, I wanted to make sure I replied to every single message and comment that I got because it was super important to me because for people to invest time and even, like I said, a couple minutes was huge to me. And uh, I remember when I went on my first tour, which was mainly a lot of like the main cities in Illinois, like um, Jacksonville, Springfield, Champaign-Urbana, Bloomington, uh, Quincy, Chicago, and in the suburbs of Chicago as well. Effingham, Alton Godfrey, and I did play once in the town that I live in now, their city called Edwardsville. I remember playing at at the SIUE campus, uh, Starbucks at that time. I don't know if it's still there, but that was a long time ago. (laughs) And I played in some of the other small towns uh, in between the major cities as I was like making it to those other cities. Uh, but when I was on my first tour, I made a, I remember uh, I had this idea. I was going to make a post like the day before or the day of whenever I got to the city or town I was going to. And in each city, like, I'd usually like try to arrive early if I could. And uh, I would meet up with like different people in these cities through MySpace and towns or wherever. And we'd go grab lunch, grab coffee, walk around their town. Or I'd be like, hey, I'm up at, I'll be up at Subway at 1 o'clock at this address come meet me and there'd be people that come we come just hang out and just visit you know and uh i just it was just important to me because my whole goal was to like just uh basically just to enjoy life and give time to those that have given their time to me for my music and everything so like i said we'd meet up for lunch coffee uh some of them like showed me around their town went to the local parks i mean it was a great time and uh, sometimes on these tours, a lot of times, I end up staying with people that came to the show. They'd always have like an, an after party or after get-together, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, so a lot of hardwood floors sometimes, some good couches, sometimes the spare bedroom even. So if you're one of them nice folks, I want to give you a big shout-out for helping a brother out, giving me that HBO, helping a brother out. And uh, let's see, where am I? So boom, boom, boom. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so basically hung out with a lot of people. I, like, that was equally as important to me as putting out new music and making it in the industry and just navigating the whole thing, you know, learning as I go, trying to learn as much as I could. And uh, throughout that, I got to know really just like a ton of amazing people who I'm still so grateful for to this day. And I remember on the first tour, I was playing a show, the big show of the tour was uh, with a band that uh, really kind of a, basically a popular band at the time for sure called This Providence. They were signed to Fueled by Raymond Records, which uh, still to this day is a powerhouse label. Um, at the time, they were the home record label of uh, a couple bands y'all may know of, Paramore and Fallout Boy. And uh, my best friend Matt, who uh, traveled with me, or I traveled with him basically, and uh uh, throughout a lot of them, a lot of my shows throughout this time frame, I tell you, we had a blast and some stories. And I know Matt, you listen to this podcast, and uh, I know I mentioned to you, I want to get you on here. And uh, this segment, this uh, time frame, we're talking about over these next probably uh, four or five episodes, because this was a there's a lot of things that happen in this time frame. So I want to try to get as much of it as I can. I want to get you on this show, and we'll just talk about it all, man. <laughs> I'm sure you probably even remember some things that I <laughs> I don't remember. So that a lot of the folks here listening to this, I think, would get a kick out of hearing some of the stories. <laughs> like about the time you almost ran into a, a gas pump in K- Casey's and 
I don't remember what town it was. I think it was up by Chicago somewhere. There was it was an ice. There was there was ice on the uh, parking lot, so he didn't do it intentionally. But uh, it was funny. Um, but yeah, we need to get him on here so we can uh, talk about a lot of the funny stories and the. <laughs> it would be uh, it would be great. So, Matt, let's set up a time to do that. We can even do it over the phone or something, and I can record you on here. It'd be great. Um, but like I said, that show with this Providence, it was in a town called El Paso, Illinois, uh, which is up near uh, Bloomington, Illinois, in the center of Illinois, North Center, I guess you'd call it. And it was really one of them shows where I actually uh, felt uh, some pressure, where I, I really felt a little unprepared in a way, um, because they're, like this Providence was amazing. I mean, they played last, but... Uh, the other bands that were playing that night were all amazing and just top-notch. And here I was, just one guy with a guitar. But it ended up working out, and it was a complete blast and experience. Like I'll never, I still remember it to this day. But it was a heck of a time, that first little tour there. And uh, anyways, I'll leave off here on this episode, and hopefully we'll get my buddy Matt on uh, the next one, and we'll talk about a lot of uh, the things that, uh, we did the countless nights he hung out with me whenever I was up recording and stuff. And he did some background vocals on a song called The Second that I wrote. Um, and, yeah, let's see. Yeah, so next, uh, after that, hopefully we'll get my buddy Matt on here. And then after that, I'll be talking about another tour I went on with this guy, Joshua Aaron, that I met over MySpace. And uh, as well as, uh, hopefully with Matt, we'll talk about the show in Argyle, Iowa, too, during that tour. That was a fun one. <laughs> but uh yeah joshua aaron um hopefully uh, i'm gonna reach out to him too because josh uh i haven't talked to him basically since that last tour the tour that we did and uh, we went down to i think we went all the way down to san antonio texas from illinois and right back up and hit every city you could think of on the way down and back up but i'm gonna reach out to josh and see if uh Maybe he wants to hop on here with me. He doesn't live too far from me. I believe he lives down in Pocahontas, Illinois. I think he's got himself a, um, a goat farm, organic goat farm, I believe, which if you would ask me back in those days, would Joshua Aaron own a goat farm ever in his life? I mean, no way. But here he is, and he seems like he loves it from the stuff I see him posting on Facebook and stuff. So, Joshua, if you listen to this, get with me, or I'm going to be getting with you, buddy. We're going to get you on here, too. So we're going to have two guests coming up soon, I hope. So that's the game plan. Anyways, I'm going to hop off here and get on with the day, and I hope you guys are having a great moment doing whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. I like fire and Adrienne. I like the way she writes with her fingers on my hand. In the late night talks, she can't sleep. One of the many excuses she uses to talk to me. Oh, and it kills me 
cute You're sweet but not innocent You've got a good heart Maybe you're not seeing what I'm seeing No, you're not seeing what I'm seeing I'd love to rush into the room And run straight to you And do all the crazy things You like to do inside my head and I won't lie it's beautiful no I won't lie it's beautiful and it kills me you're so cute you're sweet but not innocent you've got a good heart maybe you're not seeing what I'm seeing no, you're not seeing what I'm seeing I like fire in Adrienne I like the way she writes with her fingers on my hand And won't you share this sunrise with me across this line I've been painting this picture us inside my head and it's beautiful it's beautiful and it's beautiful from high school where you got big plans and your perfect life plans out you thought about this since you were a sophomore but nothing's normal anymore and this town is tired every day I want something more and this town's still tired well, so let's get out. Well, so let's get out. We're driving till the sun rises in the country Greenfield. Stop at Midtown Mart. Well, so let's get out. Well, so let's get out. We'll take make a drove back to Root House. We'll make it there. We'll take our time. The world is yours and mine. The same automotive shops 
restaurants where you got big plans and your perfect life planned out. You thought about this since you were a sophomore, but nothing's normal anymore in this town is tired. Every day I want something more and this town's still tired. Well, so let's get out. Well, so let's get out. We're driving till the sunrise is in the country. Greenfield. Stop at Midtown Bar. Well, so let's get out. Well, so let's get out. We'll take Megan's road back to Root House. We'll make it there. We'll take our time. The world is yours and mine. The world is yours and mine. Take your time